Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Yes, indeed, everybody, you are listening to Bloomberg Markets. I'm Carol Master in our Bloomberg 1130 studio on this Monday. Ruby Tuesday coming out with uh, their latest uh, earnings release, fourth quarter adjusted EPS of six cents a share, also postponing a shareholder meeting uh, to January from December. Stock uh, up about 1.6% in the after hours. We're going to talk a little bit about that and some other names. That's coming up on Bloomberg Radio. In the meantime, back to Charlie Pellet watching top business stories for us. All right. I thank you very much, Carol Master. And again, welcome back. The Dow and S&P both advancing today. NASDAQ declined. We had the S&P up two points to 24.28, a gain there of one-tenth of one percent. Stocks did spend much of the day swinging between gains and losses. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 29, up one-tenth of one percent to 21,703. NASDAQ fell three points, down about one-tenth of one percent. The 10-year up 4.30 seconds, yield 2.18 percent. Gold up 4.70 the ounce to 12.93, up four-tenths of one percent. West Texas Intermediate Crude down 2.2 percent, 47.44 a barrel. Jayan Lois is head of global asset allocation at J.P. Morgan Chase. He says markets are worried about White House policy. The market is worried about where policy is going. We're used to politics. But when policy gets affected, in particular, can this administration and Congress get some kind of tax reform, fiscal stimulus going through? Johnson & Johnson has been ordered by a Los Angeles jury to pay $417 million to a 62-year-old woman who blamed her ovarian cancer on the company's talc in the first California trial over the product. Johnson & Johnson says it will appeal, shares up six-tenths of one percent. And the first total solar eclipse to sweep the United States from coast to coast in 99 years plunged broad swaths of the nation into darkness, putting more than 12,000 megawatts of solar power at risk. And still, the lights are on. The grid operator in California reported, quote, absolutely no problems. Recapping S&P up two, up one-tenth of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that is a Bloomberg Business Flash. Charlie Pellet, thank you so much. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio. The restaurant uh, chain out with their latest quarterly release. Fourth quarter adjusted EPS of six cents a share also sees year over year improvement in 2018 EBITDA. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the results, the restaurant space and so much more. Back with us, Ivan Feinseth. He's managing director, chief investment officer at Tigris Financial Partners on the phone in New York. Uh, Ivan, good to have you back with us. Uh, Ruby Tuesday, I'm checking out the stock in the after hours and it is uh, now it's just up about half a percent, but we saw a little bit more of a bump uh, right after the earnings release. What's interesting about the results? Well, unfortunately, the results for a number of years have not really been good. They've been in an ongoing restructuring, and they continue to close restaurants, and they are just trying to compete in a really difficult casual dining sector that offers, you know, there is a lot of competition and offers consumers a lot of choices. So unless you're really offering something special, either unbelievable food quality or unbelievable value, it's really hard to compete. You know, 
true, you know, honestly, I don't really go there and I go to their website. I'm kind of overwhelmed with get your free appetizer, feed your family for 40 bucks. Like there's all these things being thrown at me. Who is their target audience? Um, pretty much anybody who wants, um, you know, slightly better than the quick casual meal. Mm. Uh, they do try to value price. They do coupon. Um, they are just having a hard time because uh, people are willing to – the price points are lower than the Cheesecake Factory. And as good as the Cheesecake Factory is, their stock is struggling. As good as yeah. a number of Darden and uh, Brinker restaurants are, it's uh, the um, – the, the casual dining restaurant sector is having a, a difficult time. You know, I just look at the kind of the evolution of how my family eats, and uh, you know, over the years. And yep, I'll admit it. Corey's not here. I can say, yep, I've had a few chicken McNuggets in my day, but I don't do that kind of fast food at all. And I moved into the cast, fast casual space, and you've got great salad places you can go. Uh, the options out there are really, uh, as you say, there's a lot out there, a lot of different choices. Um, what is the future of a company like Ruby Tuesday or even Cheesecake Factory for that matter? Well, I mean, Cheesecake Factory uh, is is busy. They are doing well. The stock price has hit a few bumps recently, but Cheesecake offers um, a good value. Mm-hmm. They offer, you know, a huge, good value proposition, huge menu. good pricing, a huge menu, a lot of diversity, good quality. Um, the situation with the casual dining sector is people like to have healthy choices, even if they don't really make the healthy choices when they're in the restaurant. So mm. restaurants need to have more of that. Um, but it's just a very crowded and very competitive market, even though consumers are spending on casual dining with, you know, gas prices on the lower end of the range and stable for a while. Um, that is the, the biggest thing that drives casual dining revenue is gas prices. If gas prices are low, consumers will go out to eat more. You know, you've got an underperform on this, this, um, this name, Ruby Tuesday. Uh, is there any reason for investors to kind of hang on to this? I am not really sure. Yeah. Um, they just continue announcing one restructuring after another. They did try to put themselves up for sale a few years ago and then took themselves off the market, I assume, because they didn't get any buyers. It's just um, maybe we just have to have that you know, natural Darwinism of some companies that just maybe are not going to make it. Yeah, it's just the way it, yeah, right. If you believe in capitalism, you know, yeah. right? Some will survive, some will not, and we continue to have turnover. Hey, we've just got about a minute and a half left here, Ivan, and I was looking at some of the names that you guys invest in and you cover. You know, it's kind of all over the place. A lot of the big name tech companies, whether it's Facebook or Amazon, Microsoft, um, Herbalife is in your portfolio, I think, uh, if I'm looking right. Oh. In our focus, we have actually New Skin is in our focus opportunity portfolio, but we do cover Herbalife and we do have a buy rating on it. Yeah, the news today. Uh, tell me now that, you know, Herbalife, you see this constant battle between Ackman, uh, and, um, Carl Icahn. You know, wh- what do you think the future is of this company? Well, I think the future is very good. I think they've gotten a lot of difficulty behind them. Uh, no company has been, um, gone through what they have gone through and actually in my view survived very well i think some of the rules that were passed uh make it actually better for them and for the multi-level marketing or direct selling industry i think the the biggest issue and the basis of ackman's thesis was that if you sell more than 90 percent of your products to um 
other distributors, you in theory could be a pyramid scheme. Well, actually, they sell almost 90% to end users, and mm. the change is that you now classify people who are end users who want a discount but are not distributors as preferred customers because, you see, most people that sign up for um, Herbalife or some of these other multi-level marketing products mm -hmm. want at least a discount even if they have no interest in selling it. So they're incentivized to sign up as a distributor, even if they only want it for personal use. Yeah. So now to remove this ambiguity, they've created, Herbalife, for example, has created the, cap, the, yeah. um, the, the category of preferred customer. Got it, Ron. I always like looking at the names that uh, you own. Uh, Ivan, thanks so much for checking in with us. I, Ivan Feinseth uh, over at Tigris Financial Partners. Let's get a check on your latest World of National News headlines. Let's bring in Nancy Lyons in our Bloomberg 99.1 newsroom in Washington. Nancy. Thanks, Carol. President Trump will be addressing the nation tonight. You'll be able to hear it here on Bloomberg Radio. He's expected to discuss the war in Afghanistan, which is the nation's longest conflict ever. Eurasia Group's U.S. Practice Director John Lieber spoke to Bloomberg earlier. What he needs to do tonight, uh, he's going to make a speech allegedly about Afghanistan. We don't know if he'll touch on other issues. Presumably not. And then after that, he needs to pivot quite quickly to keep the focus on first increasing the debt limit, then keeping the government funded, and then finally try to rally Republicans around a deficit finance tax cut, which is going to be the kind of cornerstone piece of this president's legislative agenda in this Congress. The president's nationally broadcast speech is scheduled for nine Wall Street time. Catalan police are confirming they've killed Yunus Abu Yakub. He is the 22-year-old Moroccan-born man that authorities believe drove the van that plowed through a crowd in Barcelona last week, killing 13. That makes all members of the extremist cell accounted for. Ten U.S. sailors are unaccounted for after the Navy destroyer USS McCain collided with a massive oil tanker near Singapore. It's the second collision in two months involving a U.S. ship. Secretary of Defense James Mattis says Chief of Naval Operations Admiral John Richardson will be overseeing a full investigation. He's going to look at uh, all factors, not just the immediate ones, which will fall rightly under the fleet commander's uh, investigation of what happened to his ship. But this is a broader look at what is, uh, what is happening. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. Thank